The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, so this is our second attempt at doing a live podcast recording. I know. And we're doing it on the Wisdom app, and at the moment we have no listeners, but they'll begin to show up, I assume. Yeah, I guess that's how it works. (laughs) We promoted it last time. It's just hard to know how that is occurring. Yeah. Anyway, we're just going to push ahead the way we always do. Yeah. So you get to ask today. What are we drinking today? Well, we're drinking a digestive. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, called an Americano. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what it is is Campari and gin. Oh, nice. And a lemon twist with, a, with only one drop of orange bitters. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Beautiful color. That's a great drink. That's lovely. It's a really lovely drink. I enjoy it. I love it. Well done, man. Well done. And because we had a big Mexican lunch today, <laughs> we kind of need the digestive. I needed that. Yeah. Yes. Today's conversation is brought to you by Weminder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at weminder.app. Well, our topic for today is the journey of a masochist. Yeah. And the subtitle is Three Years of Impact Play. Three. Gee whiz. Can you believe it? Yeah. But I think to give the listener context, mm-hmm. we're a DS couple. We're in a 24-7 total power exchange or TPE. Right. And you stepped into this dynamic with a kinky mindset and not a ton of kink in your past, like real life Yeah, kink? not, not, I mean, I did kinky things yeah. that I think all my friends would have been blushing from. Yeah. Although the context of defining them as kinky, I don't think I ever would have used the word kinky. I just said I'm a little more adventurous than most people. Sure. Um, but now looking at where I am now, like living in the lifestyle, I mean, it's totally night and day yeah. on how I view it. Yeah. Yeah. So your first step into the dynamic occurred with a claiming. Yes, claiming ceremony. A claiming ceremony. And, you know, we had negotiated about it and talked about it for a long time. And you knew. For a long time. Yeah. And you knew that if you put yourself forward to be claimed, 
you were going to be marked with a cane. So what was your experience of that? Well, okay, so let me just tell you, because some of the parts of our claiming ceremony, and I'll get to the caning, but some of our parts of our claiming ceremony were well beyond anything I had experienced. So first of all, I'd never been caned before. I'd never been really impacted other than, you know, while I'm being fucked from behind, slap on my ass, but not with anything with the intent of creating impact, just, you know, something kind of a turn on thing. And you were going to mark me inside and out. So I had to ask like, what, what does that mean? (laughs) Inside or out, you know? And it ends up being, because I initially thought, oh, that must mean, I didn't know what marking inside and out meant. Right. And my mind went to, oh, blowjob something possibly, right? Right. But that was part of it. But you're like, I'm going to use all three holes. I'm going to mark you inside and out. And then you had to explain, I'm going to piss in your mouth. I'm going to piss in your ass. You know, I'm going to mark you with a cane. So all of this was well beyond anything I experienced, which was, you know, in retrospect, it's not a big deal now for me now thinking about it. It's something that turns me on. But at the time, without ever trying those, I'm then a yes. I mean, I was. Because it was all, I had to put myself forward. It was, you never said it's going to be on this date at this time. You said when you're ready to put yourself forward, then we'll proceed with the dynamic. Because we'd already, like you said, made the agreements. So like I had to contemplate that in between several visits that we had i all of a sudden i chose now's the time now's the time going to be the time you know (laughs) now what (laughs) (laughs) right so you put yourself forward to be marked yeah the experience of the cane how was that for you on that first day (sighs) overwhelming because first of all you're warming me up warming my ass up you did use a few extra implements i think a paddle Yeah, flogger very little, paddle more. I was shocked by all of it. You know, my body was like in major nerve overload, right? And then you started warming me up with a cane, which I'm sure is your experience in the past with other masochists you've played with. Right. And I was going like ape, like this. I was, it was hard for me just to sit still for you to tap and warm my ass up, which is (laughs) now I laugh because we do that now. But, um, and then I'm like, if that is bothering me, what is going to happen when he canes me? And and then I'm like, when's it going to happen? You know, yeah. and I'm just like jumpy, you know. Yeah. When it landed, I was shocked at the experience. However, like I didn't die or anything, you know, and that, nothing like that dramatic happened. But your mind goes crazy on what it's thinking. Plus, it's you're intense in, pain. Yeah, plus you're in a sub-state. You, you're not completely 100% there. Yeah. And it's intense. And of yeah. course, I was a newbie, and so as a result of I don't know what you if you gave me five marks, I don't remember. It was about 3 to 5. Yeah, 3 like to that. 5 marks. Yeah. My ass turned black and blue. Like right. my whole ass. Right. It was dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. We'll come back to that and, and talk about why that is. But that was your first experience. Yeah, so I I just was you know, so I here I've put myself forward with a sadist. I had to think about that for a long time, right? Yeah. And then I get to this claiming ceremony and I'm like, oh shit, this is his expectation. This is it. This is what it's going to be like. Am Forever. I, yeah, yeah, am I ready for that? Yeah. And there's another part of me that's super competitive. And I was like, well, I'll be ready for it until I'm not ready for it anymore. Yeah. 
And, and if I'm not ready at some point, it might mean this isn't for me. But for right now, I'm competitive and I like what we're up to in the sense of cumulatively everything that we were up to, right? Yeah. And this was a part of what we were up to. And I was like, yeah, but I've only done it once. So how can I really judge it? Right. And I hadn't yet made the connection. I'm sure you recognized it before I did. But even after that claiming, I hadn't made the connection that I was a masochist in a way that that would become pleasurable for me over time. Yeah. So let's go forward a little bit. So we are into our dynamic. You know, we're living together. We're seeing practically every day. <laughs> but we're having a high, high impact protocol scene once a week. So for about three or four months, your experience of the dynamic in the impact play context was once a week you'd get caned yep. and three or four days a week you'd have some form of impact. Wouldn't right. necessarily, we weren't, we hadn't really processed what that would look like in the long run. Right. But on a week by week basis, you know, week over week, you're getting caned. So how was that experience changing for you week over week for those first three or I think in the first three or four months I was enduring. Right. I'm a pleaser. So part of the enduring was pleasing to me that I could provide a sadist what he needs and be there for him. And then of course, everything around it was exceptional. Right. So I was like, this is really not that much out of me. And I think I started getting clear over time you know, you played music and I never really made much thought of that in the beginning. And then over time in this three month window, I remember like being in a scene with you and you were warming me up. And I was like, Oh, like just go with the beat. Yeah. Mm, the downbeat's right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't intentional. You were doing what you're doing, but in our debriefing, I think I started to say, you know, I, I can't tell you why there's something in me that's like every time you flog me when you're warming me up, it just feels like if you were on the downbeat or some kind yeah, of well, rhythm. Just, just for context, the people that I played with before you mm -hmm. didn't like things to be the same and rhythmic and over time. Oh, they I liked know. things to be hard and soft and intermittent and interrupted and syncopated and so forth. And Surprised. So, yeah. So what you shared with me, and this is very important, is that you actually got to share how impact would work better for you. Well, I didn't know. I was just assuming like maybe my mind wouldn't be so distracted if you were on the downbeat. And I said, and I equated it, trying to explain it to you because I felt like I, I must sound like a, a silly Sally talking to him about this because I'm supposed to be pleasing, but I'm, but I want to please even more. So how do I get there? How do I get myself there? And I'm coachable, but at the same time, I'm also a coach. So I was like, well, it needs to go this way. And I equated it to my running career. And I said, it does remind me of the pain I have when I'm running. It's different. Yeah. It's impact. It's different. But I had a lot of pain when I was running really fast. You know, right. there's a lot of pain with that. And, and I liked it. So I kept running for years and years and years. Right. And it was rhythmic for me. I think I remember before Walkmans were invented, I mean, I would carry a, radio, a little cassette radio. I would actually carry it, which ruins your form, carry yeah. it. So I had music to run to. And I never knew why. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So I thought that was it. But it really was my pace would change. 
And I knew this, I'll give you a little example. We had a state championships in California and they happened this one year, they had speakers all over the race course and they played Chariots of Fire and then they played Eye of the Tiger. Mm. And my pace changed Mm. and I passed a lot of people Mm. and I became a pretty big phenom. So I identified with that rhythm and said, try this. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. That was the that was the blessing is that here I am ranting about, I wasn't ranting, but I mean, I was suggesting that this might be a thing and I was really scared to suggest, but you took it on. Right. Well, you know, I didn't have all the answers. And there's nothing wrong. And there's nothing wrong. So, yeah. So we got to a point somewhere in our relationship where it became clear to me that you were in a really great mood the days after our high protocol scenes. So, yeah. so we protocoled on Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you were just like smiling and happy and joyful. And then come Thursday, Friday, and then you would start to sort of get back into the mindset that, you know, you were in before we met. Mm-hmm. And so one day I suggested to you that we should consider doing a maintenance spanking. Mm-hmm. which is not punishment and it's not because you're bad. And I didn't not... know that when you said that the first yes. time though, yeah. <laughs> I was like maintenance every day, <laughs> like every day you want to spank me. And I think I remember even saying with a cane every day. And you're like, no, no, no. I want to use impact implement implements. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. I but, just but you're know. a good sub. So you put yourself forward. I did. I did. And we started experimenting with different implements and so forth. And then one day you were like, yeah, this feels pretty good. I think you should go for like a thousand strokes. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. And it had evolved for me dramatically. I remember, I mean, you would impact me and I would, you know, God, the sting would never stop. And then there was a shift after doing it regularly for a couple of weeks where I was like leaning into and rhythmically moving into the flogger strokes. Yeah, I was obviously orgasming, you know, at that point I was perched at the fireplace with my butt out. And so, you know, I was dripping down my legs basically. And I wanted more and more of that because there was some kind of endorphin being released that is like a runner's high, basically. Exactly. Well, you know, during impact play, the body releases endorphins. Mm -hmm. It gives you a sense of well-being and you also get a cortisol dump. So you get really (laughs) kind of calm about it. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting was you were having that experience in your daily maintenance spanking. Mm-hmm. But then we still seen on the weekend with a high impact, with a high impact scene mm-hmm. or a high protocol scene. And that was still a little bit of trepidation for you. Yeah. I was giving you feedback on, I need to be really warmed up for the cane, you mm-hmm. know? So we worked, well, I wasn't flogging myself. You were, but you worked on that and would get my ass cherry red and then caning. And I, and I would share with you how it changed the cane mm-hmm. for me, but there was still something off. And, right. and, you know, originally when we finally figured this out, I felt like a control freak, but I am a switch. So maybe that's part of it. But I was like, I know you're going to do it because you tell me you're going to start to mark me, but it's just overwhelming for me. It's like when I'm racing, I need the strategy of racing ahead of time with my coach. And then I'm going to implement that. I'm going to make those choices because I know my body, I can feel what's happening in me. If I go a little bit earlier or push a little later, there's a reason for that, right? 
And, but I'm still following through with what the directive is. And so I still committed to caning, but I was like, uh, it's just like, I, sometimes you do three, sometimes you do five. I don't know what you're doing, you know, and I'm, and I'm kind of like, I don't know if I need to bear down because I'm getting more. And I was just making a lot of story about it. And then was it me that asked or you? Yeah, no. So what what happened? Yeah. So what happened was you got to go like, we're doing this for a year and a half at this point. Yeah. So a long time in before one day you kind of in the middle of the marking, you said, mark me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Before you made the choice, I asked for another mark. Yes. And that was amazing to me because, because it implied that there was a shift in your thinking. And so when we debriefed afterwards, I suggested that I'll start the marking. I'll mark you the first time. But then after that, you get to ask for however many strokes you wanted. And you could just keep asking or you could stop. And that would be up to you. Which is a huge gift. Yeah. At the same time, when you very first told me that, I was like, oh, my. Oh, now the pressure's on me. Like, okay, now I'm not, I've got to be a good sub because I got to ask for so many. Mm-hmm. And what if I don't? Mm-hmm. And all these judgments, you know, but again, back to our philosophy, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. And that you kept reinforcing that two things, you don't break your toys and I have, I have safe words right. and that it isn't how many times you mark me, you, I'm your property and you just want me marked. Right. Whatever that means. Right. That more marks doesn't mean I'm a better sub or better piece of property. And less marks doesn't mean I'm less or anything. It really is a moment in time when we're protocoling and that's whatever our bodies do. And so that opened up a conversation for us that was quite interesting because then I shared some things that I was starting to recognize physiologically about my body particularly hormonally, as women tend to cycle hormonally through a month based Mm -hmm. on it. And I was like, well, when you get close to my cycle week, it seems like my pain tolerance is really low or or it's higher. You know, I can't remember now because now I don't pay attention to that much. But during that time, I really paid attention to how my, where I was in my cycle and how that changed my sensitivity on pain. Right. And I remember telling you, wow, when you get to this week, and I think it was like, Third week, I think. Third week, like before you would have your cycle week. I said, my nerves are desensitized. I'm ready. Like that's when I'm ready for the most, you know. And I think you actually asked for 15 marks that day. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a lot, by the way. Which is a lot. For caning, it's a lot. Yeah, because you have to imagine before we even get to caning, we've hundreds and hundreds of impact strokes. Right. And we've done, we're an hour or more in. Right. To the scene. Your ass is bright red. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So being able to ask for my marks at first was daunting and scary. And so I, I was like, three, let's go five. Let's, I'm going to try to pick a good number. And then there was a day where I was, it was a weird week and I was having a struggle. And I remember just being in there and being caned and I was really sensitive to it. And I finally just said, just quit fighting it. Just say, thank you, daddy. I'm done. You know, whatever. And I did. And you ended in, and I kind of (laughs) scrutinized you that evening. Like I let you down. And so now let's see if his behavior changes. Cause here I go. I didn't do enough because it's all me. You've never once said anything about that, but I'm making the story up. And you didn't, you were exactly the same as you always were. And you were 
happy and your property's marked and you're going about your way. And I started to say, yeah, he doesn't, he's really what his word is. He, he just wants his property marked. I'm going to buy into that. And that helped me relieve, I guess, pressure I was putting on myself. Cause we've talked about the reason you often, I think I've been disciplined twice, maybe by you, but in all the three years, but the reason I'm not punished or disciplined on an ongoing basis is because I strive to please and I strive to serve. And if I mess up on something that might be small, but for some DS dynamics, anything small is punishable, right? That's not our agreements or how you choose to be the Dom. But I usually beat myself up way more yeah. than I- anything you do. Like almost like if you say you're going to cane me, I'm like, yeah, okay, but I'm still going to feel like shit afterwards. It's not like it's going to erase. I'm still going to yeah. feel like shit. doesn't matter what I do. You, you punish yourself worse. Right. Yeah. So I think when this happened like this, it changed my perspective on caning like, oh, okay, I have the power to explore this now. I, it's not... It's, I'm not at effect. It's not just happening to me. Right. I'm a participant. I remember using that word with you. Yeah. I'm a participant in the experience. The yeah. experience. And I said, that's for me, based on past relationships, that's mind blowing for me. Right. Now, at, around that time, we started doing hypnokinic. Excuse me. And moving our scenes into a more of an energetic experience. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. And so. You know, now what's happening is I'm coaching you to where you experience the energy of a cane as an orgasmic moment. And so how's that developing for you? It's interesting because where I'm at with the cane stroke, depending on where I'm in my cycle, how you've warmed him up, I I recognize now the cycle has a little bit to do with, but it's not as heavy as probably more than anything is emotional state like where I am emotionally coming in to the scene. And so I'm now able to take the pain, like the impact hits me and I'm able to move that sensation in my head because it's all being transported in my brain. But instead of being a single stripe, it moves. I can, I can spread it, which, which in my mind, kind of like your triangle, what is the stress triangle you do? It diminishes the pain. Instead of the pain being one place, I spread it. Yeah spread the mark in my mind mind, and it spreads the pain and dissipates it. And so then I don't know why this is. I mean, I'm sure it's like anything uh, growing up. If I would bump myself all the time. So I'm definitely a mask because I would bump like how you ask me all the time, where's that bruise from? (laughs) I don't know. Half the time. I don't know. I probably hit something and I probably hit it really hard to bruise myself like that, but I hit something and I'd be in such a hurry. I, all I do is grab it and rub it really hard, and then I'd move on. Probably something that, for some people, might knock them to their knees. We we do that all the time. You know, that's called a high-intensity afferent stimulus. Right. So high-intensity input gets to the spinal cord and the brain faster than the pain fibers move, which moves the pain slowly. So that's your normal response. Right. You've had a long experience with pain. And and what was great about that is when you cane me, our style – some people, I'm sure, just get cane, 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 however many canes in a row. That's fine. Those people can be in that space. There's no winning a, bl- a blue ribbon for being a, be able to take cane marks a certain way. There, no one's winning this. It's right. your experience. It's 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 between the sadist and the masochist to find what moves each of them. Right. Right. It has to be workable. But for me, that 
because ours is a sec, it's not punishment. And it's a sexual overtone with our caning. It's part of our protocol. It's very intimate for us. And we're usually the most energetically close at that moment right. to feel you come up behind me, whether you enter me or just press up against me. It is dramatic. It, it's like you take the energy from me. The pain energy is taken from me. Like, so, so just so people are clear, I cane you and then I either fuck you or touch you or lean up against you or something. Yes, something. To, to dissipate the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And then usually I'm ready to go again. Then yeah. I say, mark me daddy. Yeah. And then I'll get back in position. We've, we've found some better positions to get the cane marks because you have such great spacing between your cane marks. <laughs> and I did complain about this probably earlier than this point, but you know, I'm into regular impact, right. which makes me, I think in some, some circles, they call it leather, but I don't think I have a leather, butt. No. but in other words, I don't bruise all the pretty bruises that happen. I get the cane mark yeah, and you're hitting me a lot harder than but you I have did. To, you know, you, your butt gets seasoned. So the bruising occurs because the capillaries break down mm-hmm. and the capillaries get stronger over time as you get, you know, more seasoned with mm-hmm. your impact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've literally had practically daily impact for about three years. And so, daily has been like three to 500 or more strokes. Plus the however many cane strokes every week. Yes. So you've had regular. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you've had regular impact for a long time. So you're tissue is really well seasoned. And so for me to actually leave a mark on you with a cane, I have to use a lot more energy. Yeah. And so the caning is energetic. Oh, totally. But you're hypnotized, you're in a space of energy play. And the experience that I'm hoping that you develop over time, if you haven't already, is that that impact lands on you not as a pain stroke, but as an energy expansion. It's becoming energy now because I'm telling you I'm playing with the pain, like moving it. And I know I'm wet. Like you will, you'll find me wet. So I know there's a physiological response happening. Mm -hmm. The brain and body connection at a hundred percent with, because I'm obviously organized. I squirt and things like that happen. Right. But it doesn't occur to me yet. Like when I squirt on my own or when I orgasm, orgasm, it's different. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if that means I'm not having one because of course, when we did anal April, I learned something about ass play that I hadn't learned before about ass orgasms for me. Like it became very clear that they were different obviously than vaginal or clitoral. Right or mouthgasms, right? right? All of those are different. Right. But that doesn't mean that they aren't happening. So right. maybe well, I haven't identified, oh, that sensation that I feel is the orgasm. Right. Do you just say I'm saying? Well, we're at the beginning of this particular part of the journey. Yes. But, you know, really, this is just a summation. You know, you got to a point somewhere in the first year or so where you shifted from me having to ask you to be marked to you putting yourself forward to be marked. Like you actually decided that you needed a mark. Yes. And see, that was something that wasn't expected. That right. that was something that I'd hoped would occur, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if you were going to be able to like grow into your masochism in that way. 
and you did. And then from that point forward, we've just not looked back, you know? So we haven't looked back. And I don't even, like I expressed with you the other day, I was like, if I, it's hard for me to go back three years mm -hmm. to, because she's so different than who I am now. Yeah. Right. She's, she's me, but she's a little bit foreign to me. Right. Because I kind of like, I, that doesn't bother me at all anymore. Right. And a lot of it, the the trepidation or worry was because I made my own. It was my own story. Well, you didn't know you had some had, uncertainty. Yes, and as we've learned in the last few days, you don't like uncertainty. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I it doesn't mean I'm rigid and not adventurous because I think I really am truly. Right. But when too many things are coming at me at one time, and I can't have some normalcy, and think about it, I'm a sub who likes to serve. I like structure. I right. like. I like that. So when structure starts to fall apart around me, it's unsettling for sure, me. I get it. It's unsettling. Yeah. So, but that doesn't, I want to emphasize because people put people in boxes a lot of times and they think, oh, well, you're so rigid. You have to have it this way and this way. And I'm like, no, not really. It's really regarding structure that, you know, you change our protocols. We have certain things we do kind of in order, but, but really you're choosing what order we're doing things in, right? And that doesn't ever, I don't go to myself, oh my God, he's having me lick his balls before I lick his ass or something that's right. out of order. I'm not like that. Right. No, no, no. It's just the more, the, the broader things. So from a journey perspective, mm -hmm. like if you have a 10,000 foot view of yourself now, three years in as a masochist, a masochist journey, three years of impact play. You know, what do you think about this experience? Quite recently, you had uh, have me bring out all kinds of implements on a daily basis, as well as for sure for protocol scenes. And you either use them all or you don't. But there was a time, and it's not like we've played with the paddle a ton, you know, until recently, more so, but not a ton really, if you talk about volume. The flogger's been the huge volume. Yeah. And the cane would be second, right? When you first introduced the flo the paddle to me, the leather paddle, I remember I couldn't stand still. Yeah. Like I just remember, and I remember it being just really shockingly irritating. irritating. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh yeah. And and what I think is fantastic because everyone's body's different is we. And I'm very lucky to have a dawn like this. So just subs got to get it done like this because this is what kind of, kind of conversations we have. I would, after post scene say, you know what, you really warm me up great this time. And I'll talk about the K marks to him. And then I say, but you know what? I really love the paddle. And I said, there's something you did with the flogger before the number of strokes or however you did it, the, the hardness, the intensity. And then the paddle was like dreamy. Yeah. Where the paddle used to be like set me on fire. Like I was yeah. like, no, I can't do this. Right. Yeah. And now when you bring the paddle, I'm like, yay, the paddle's coming. It's almost yeah. like, yippee, the paddle's coming. <laughs> and remarkably, we have this one device that we got from. Crack and whack toys. Yes, crack and whack toys. It's a carpet beater made out of. It's like wire. It's wire that's Heavy co wire. coated in plastic yeah. or wire, uh, rubber. Yeah. And they're beautiful because they're multiple colored strands and they're made into the shape of a carpet beater. And ours is like purples and blues and right. greens. But it's an interesting device for impact because although I'm flogged heavy and I'm caned and all these things, the carpet beater 
Lights you up. Lights me up. And, <laughs> and it actually gets my ass redder than most things. Right. But it lights me up in the nerve way, way more than canes or anything else. Mm. And it's because of the pattern that's... That's um, an asymmetrical pattern. Yes. There you go. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. It's asymmetrical. And so... Think about me who wants to have control in situations. It's an unnerving situation. But even so, you've learned the tempo of that. You've learned pressure and how to build up with that. The timing between those swipes, because that one lights me up more than anything else. And if you think about it, it lights me up as much as the paddle did at one time. So I only imagine over time that's going to get better and better. Sure. Like I'll be asking you for the carpet. Yeah. I say that like years ago, I would have laughed saying, I'll never ask for that. I'll never ask for that. I'll just wait till he wants to do it and then I'll let him do it, but I'll never ask for it. Right. But that's not so anymore. Yeah. Now it's like, (laughs) I think there's one time we were in a hurry or you just wanted to get to business and we only flogged or something. And I was kind of like, huh, no paddle. Huh. (laughs) And I would have never said that, yeah. but that's a sign of me growing as a masochist. Yeah. Well, now you refer to yourself as a heavy impact masochist. I do. Yeah. And that's a badge of honor. It is. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers.